Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. And welcome to you. This is Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you today, and thank you for joining me. Today, I'd like to bring a message in honor of Mother's Day. And I want to just speak about one particular example from Scripture, look at one family's legacy building as we consider this topic, motherhood's legacy building. Let's look at this family in Scripture and consider this great example of the highest call of anything a mother can do in the Scriptures. I believe this is probably the greatest call of motherhood, that of legacy building. I want us to read first Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11 and 12. It says this, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repair of the breach and the restorer of streets to dwell in. Now, ultimately, this has a messianic prophetic element to it, but I want us to look at today some application, especially in reference and in honor of mothers as we approach Mother's Day. It is a privilege to be a mother and to have this opportunity and in this privilege spoken of by Isaiah, we have the opportunity to try and to do our best to raise up the foundations of many generations, to cause them to arise, to build or fix them, to cause them to stand and to rise up like the foundations of a house. The foundations are absolutely essential to the soundness and stability of a house. We built a house several years ago, only house we've ever built, and we were able to watch them when they poured the foundations in that place. And they would pour in and put in those blocks, those things that would secure it, that would give it stability and soundness. And God says here that we have the privilege and the honor to raise up the foundations of many generations. You see, that's what we sometimes miss as mothers. We forget that there's generations after us to come, our children and beyond, all the way down the line. And we have the opportunity to be a legacy builder. This could be the very most important job of any mother and of any father, for that matter. Building a legacy, raising up the next generation to love Jesus, to be firmly rooted in Him and in His Word, to serve Him and to carry on the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. So today I want us to look at a family where this actually happened, and let's evaluate a few things from here. First, I want us to go to the book of 2 Timothy. And I want to begin the reading in verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1.
Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, to which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. So Paul is writing to young Timothy. Paul considers him his son in the faith, so to speak according to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 2. But Paul acknowledges here that Timothy's genuine faith is generational because of the two that laid the foundation for many generations. Who are they? Paul mentions them here, Lois, his grandmother, and Eunice, his mother. They passed the faith on they took their job very seriously. They invested in eternal ways in young Timothy. They recognized the call of God on him and nurtured that. The grandmother Lois was a Jewish woman, we believe, and his mother Eunice was a Jew who was married to a Greek. I want us to read that in the scriptures in Acts chapter 16, verse 1. Beginning in verse 1, it says this, Then he came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go on with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region, for they all knew that his father was Greek. As they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. 
So this is telling us it was after Acts chapter 15, after that Jerusalem council had decided these things. Obviously, we're in Acts chapter 16 now, and we see it in operation. Verse 5, so the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. So his mother and grandmother most likely were both Jewish, but they were also sincere believers in Yeshua, the Messiah. Paul took Timothy into his ministry, trained him and became a mentor for him and partnered with him. And Timothy became a mighty minister with and under Paul. He became sent out on his own later as he became the pastor at the church at Ephesus at a later time. And 2 Timothy is the last letter that Paul would write, and he writes it to encourage Timothy, carry on the faith, keep it going. Your grandmother and your mother, Lois and Eunice, have laid the foundation for many generations, Timothy. You got to keep it going. You got to carry it on. The Bible doesn't tell us much about these two women besides what we saw in these verses but we can glean some important things from their example. As Jews, they would have been familiar with the Old Testament and with God's commands about parenting and about passing on the faith to future generations. As Jews, even though Timothy's dad was Greek, we don't know if they were able to continue with some of the traditions, such as Passover or whatever, we don't know for sure. But apparently, they did take their mothering and grandmothering roles very seriously. I want us to look back now in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I want to read verses 1 through 8. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Let me stop for just a moment. Notice here, it is to be generational. Mothering doesn't stop when the children get older and go out of the house and begin their own life. Oh no, you continue. And the grandmothering begins sometime after that. And it carries on. And as long as God gives us generations, he desires us to raise up the foundations of many generations in the things of God. So he expected them to teach these things to their children and to their grandchildren. Continuing in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 3. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, the beautiful Jewish Shema. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. 
You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So the instructions here to parents is that they are to teach the word of God to their children and to their grandchildren. And they are to, to speak of these things when they are sitting in their house, when they're walking by the way, when they're lying down, when they're rising up, all through the day at all times. I learned many years ago, you seize teachable moments. Seize teachable moments whenever they occur throughout the day in whatever situation. And invest the word of God in your children. And notice that it the commandment is also for them to love the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their strength. So I believe that Lois and Eunice took this very seriously. And they were doing that. They were teaching the truth of God's word to their children. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, a very familiar verse for most mothers, and it talks about training up your children in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Training them, encouraging them, and investing in them in the way they should go. Teaching them of the Lord, and even beyond that, of the way that they are bent to go. In other words, the way that God has called them to be useful to Him. The way that God has called them to serve Him. When you can identify that, you begin to invest in that. I have a grandson now that I can see that God has a calling on him similar to mine. So I'm doing the best I can to invest in him, to teach him and to train him in the word of God and in bringing the word of God to people, in teaching it, in studying it, and knowing that what we're teaching is sound and good words from the Lord. So we've got to be investing in our children and encouraging them and training them in the way that God has called for them to go. Jesus' own words and his teaching were to let the children come to him. It's amazing to me today to see the little children and to see what God is doing in children today. Matter of fact, Jesus compared the kingdom of heaven to children in the fact that it's simple childlike faith to believe. The Great Commission tells us that we've got to go into all the world and carry the gospel to them. So Lois and Eunice saw their role as very important, and they did not discount it. Today, people discount the role of a mother, and it's not brought to its honor, its place of honor that it should be. But remember this, if you are a mother or a grandmother or a great-grandmother, God wants you to be raising up the foundations of many generations. He wants you to be training them, loving them, teaching them of Him and of a relationship with Him, investing in them in such a way that will draw them and that God can draw them to call upon Him, believe in Him, and begin to serve Him in whatever he's called them to do. So these women were following and obeying the Lord. They poured into young Timothy eternal things, exactly like Jesus tells us to do. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, it says this, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, 
and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That was verse 21 as well. Invest in their lives. You see, investing in the treasures in heaven is when we're investing in people's lives. Because the only thing that will pass from earth to heaven are people, souls of people. So when we're investing in people's lives of eternal things and eternal values, we are investing treasures in heaven. Lois and Eunice invested treasures in heaven because they invested in young Timothy of their genuine faith. They invested in him teaching him to be faithful, to be a man of honor and of character. And they invested in him the word of the living God, the things that are of eternal value. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, it says this, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood, from childhood, from childhood, who taught him this in his childhood? His mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice. Verse 15 again, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. They taught him the Old Testament scriptures. They taught him the word of God. And they taught him how specifically when Jesus came on the scene and they believed how he fulfilled those things and that he was, in fact, the Messiah that all of the Old Testament prophets had prophesied about. Lois and Eunice were an example to us of those who Isaiah spoke of, those who were going to raise up the foundations of many generations. Here we see three generations following the Lord wholeheartedly, loving him and being used by him in powerful ways. Think about this. We sometimes discount the role of motherhood. And you might think that what you're doing at home with your precious children or your precious grandchildren, when you pray with them at night, when you teach them the word of God, when you cause them to memorize scripture, when you talk with them about scripture and you have a daily devotion time with them, you might think that that means nothing to the Lord and that it is not of some great value. But beloved friend, you are raising up the foundations of many generations and it is a beautiful thing in the eyes of the Lord and it is precious to the Lord. And think about how many people Timothy touched, how many people Timothy was able to be used of God to point them to Jesus and to bring them to the Lord. Think about the harvest that Timothy has. And according to Jesus, those who sow and plant and water and all of the people involved will rejoice together and will all be rewarded. So Lois and Eunice were going to be rewarded for investing in Timothy's life and a sharer in the harvest that Timothy was able to bring forth. We might think about it like this because of, let's say, Reverend Billy Graham. How many people will rejoice with him in the harvest that came because he was faithful? How 
how about his mother, his grandmother? They've got a reward coming because they invested in Billy Graham the things that matter, things of eternal value. Don't discount all that you are pouring into your children and your grandchildren as a mother at home. Give them the word of God. Establish it in their hearts. Teach them to know Jesus. Teach them to know the Lord in relationship. And it will never depart from them. And it will leave a lasting impact on them. And God will reward you. Because Timothy was used mightily of God. But notice, he was taught the word of the living God. He was taught these things from his mother and grandmother who loved the Lord and passed on the faith. So how do we today raise up the foundations of many generations like Isaiah said? We do exactly what they did. We teach them the word of God. We teach them about Messiah. We live it out before them. Live it out before them so that they see the truth. I saw my mother. My mother was a teacher of the word of God also under the authority of her husband and her pastor who supported her ministry. And when she was, when she was given the opportunity by them, she would teach the word of the living God. But I saw mama at home. I saw the hours that that old TV that was sitting in a, in a box in the living room was turned off. And instead, she had her Bible. She had her Strong's Concordance. She had her Matthew Henry commentary. She had her notebook. And she was studying the Word of God. I saw the times when my mama would go in the bathroom and close the door and kneel beside that old bathtub and pray for a long period of time. Pray for us. Pray for herself and her needs. Pray for the people that she loved and served with at church. Pray for her pastor. Pray for her church. I saw it. I witnessed it. I saw it lived out in front of me, not just taught to me. There's an old saying that says this, more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. Live it out before them and then teach it to them. Teach them the difference between truth and error and how to discern and hold fast to the truth so that they will cling to it because we're living in days of much deception and false prophets spreading lies and errors. Be very careful and teach your children well. Prepare them to come to Jesus and point them to him. Nurture and recognize the gift of God that is in their life and help train them for that as the Lord reveals it to you. And notice this, they also released him at a young age into ministry with Paul as his mentor. Now that doesn't mean that we're raising children that at 15 or 18 or whatever, they're going off doing missionary journeys or whatever they may be. That may be God's calling for them. But the point is, they entrusted him to the Lord and had done their part to prepare him. And God was able then to take him into adulthood and use him mightily in ministry with Paul. Although we know very little about Lois and Eunice from Scripture, we see the effects of their godly influence and their parenting and grandparenting over that son. And how God used him greatly 
with them at the helm of his early life, teaching, training, and preparing him for ministry work in a powerful way. Who knows what God can do with yours and with mine? Let us be legacy builders in our day, and let us learn from this example. God bless you today. I pray that this has been a blessing to you and that you have a beautiful, wonderful, blessed Mother's Day and that you will also be a legacy builder, raising up foundations of many generations. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen.